0: Is this the first time that we've had two generations of the same family on a pod? Do you think? <laughs> I, would,
3: I, would, I would think so.
0: Well, I just <laughs> wondered if Nick's had any of his offspring on the floor, but um, I don't reckon so. So, oh, wow, this is good. I'm, I'm honoured. I'm absolutely honoured. Um, if you if you want to if you want to like air any sort of family, family laundry people, publicly, then you, you go that's ahead. Not-
3: that's not your kind of style
0: but thanks anyway mate. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans. Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest match report. On a bit of a different week for us here at Back of the Nest. Uh we're we're recording on Monday. We're going to do the Chelsea review today. So if you're sticking with us for that then um You really are a true Palace fan, I think. Um, And then for the rest of the week, we've got a a show every day. So tomorrow, Tuesday, the Man United preview from the preview team. Wednesday, there's going to be a little transfer and general chat kind of a pod. Thursday, Man United review. So a few of us that are at the game on Wednesday night, um, I'll be sure to wear an extra pair of socks. We'll stay after the game and discuss that in the concourse. Friday, the Newcastle preview. Saturday, there's going to be a special pod from the preview guys, uh, looking at an outlook for the rest of the season. So although we probably want to discuss that a bit today, maybe we'll hang on for them. Sunday, one of uh, Producer Sam's special quizzes. So I assume, Patrick, we're going to look forward to a load of questions that are just random guesses that we've got no idea about, like what we've done in the past. Um, And then... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there'll be absolutely impossible questions in there. And then uh, Monday, the Newcastle review, where by then we could uh, legitimately have gone seven games, <laughs> scoring two goals and getting three <laughs> points. Um, but let's let's <laughs> let's try and keep this a little bit chirpy, shall we? Um, so today, I am joined by Patrick O'Connor. Hello, everybody. Who you'll have seen You're plenty well. on the YouTube channel. And Xavier O'Connor, how are you doing, sir?
4: I'm all right. Uh, how are you doing?
0: Oh, that's, that's nice to be asked. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm okay, thank <laughs> you. I'm okay. Some days are always you. a bit hectic at work, so um, yeah. So I was going to have a beer and kick back, but being as my alarm's going off at five-something in the morning now, I'm, gonna, I'm just sitting here with a cup of tea. Um, yeah, so before we uh, we get into the game, just go over some points about a game that probably most of us will forget or want to forget. Um, Just a bit of paddish news for this week. So, we thought uh, the first team was doing bad. Well, the first team for the women, uh, just as bad. I've put in the notes for the show, Doc. Women hyphen shit week. Uh, Yes, so out of the WSL Cup by losing 2-0 to Charlton Athletic. So was a bad start. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing all right in the league at the moment, so no great surprise. But then after that, um, Saturday just gone, lost at home. And I know that the club pushed quite hard for tickets, for people to go along, losing 5-0 at home to um, High Flyers, London City, Lionesses. Uh, very strange um, set of stats now in the league. So sitting seventh, still five points above the bottom three, but... After 10 games, 15 points. one five, drawn none, lost five. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- just, just need to get a bit of form back, I think. Uh, it's, been, it's been a tough few weeks for him. The under-18s, though, um, I don't know if you uh, managed to watch the game or want to chip in. Um, four-nil away win against, who have been doing fairly recently, Fulham. Um, so, still riding high, second in the league. I mean, they're not going to catch West Ham as it's... The, maximum points so far from their 12 games. But um, any comment on the under-18s recently, Patrick?
3: Yeah, I watched the game. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, as you said, though, um, as good as they're doing, and I believe they're second or third in the league, um, West Ham have not lost a game all season. That academy is absolutely flying. But it was, it was a not, good They've not dropped
0: a point, have they?
3: Exactly. They've won, they won all, I think it's 12, maybe 13 games. I think it's 12. They were 36 points, I believe it was. But um it was a it was a good match. Um they're up 2-0 at half time. Um The thing I like about the side just in general is that a lot of these players were actually a part of the um side, the U fifteen side that got to the final of the um I can't remember the name of the cup right now. Skip it's, 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 it's my brain, but like Zach March and um uh the defenders were part of that, that team. So it's a very young under-18 side. I'm going to say most of them are 16 or 17. So the future looks really bright. And again, they're actually doing well, despite the fact that they're so young. So I think that just in, in general, and I talk about it a lot because I'm a big um, academy person, I think just in general, I think that the, the future is bright. And I think that Rob Quinn's done a great job with the eighteen so far this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we can carry that on by just mentioning the low knees this week. So J.K. Gordon scored on his Carlisle debut, uh, Raksaki scored for that that team from Kent. Um, I know Killian Phillips played a full ninety, so um, that, that's excellent. And uh, Rob Street as well. So excellent, excellent um, loan decisions. I mean, um, you take a comment about that in a second. And tell me which of you wrote in the show notes that uh, Luke Plan scored two for Molenbeek because that is some serious research. Whoever's just done that. So, yeah. yeah that-
3: that would be me, and I put yeah. that in there because one, I actually follow Molenbeek, because I'm that I'm that person. But more importantly, D hates the loan to Molenbeek, so I make sure that I follow them. So whenever something good happens for either him or O'Brien, I point it out. But just in general, I think that the loans that we have this year have been the best he's probably done in a very long time. I mean, Phillips aside, well, Street's probably also in his twenties, but you know, Plunge Plunge is very young. You know, JK is only a teenager. And I just think, uh, Rack Sack is a teenager, obviously. I just think that those loans, though they're not high, high level, I think you, they're getting, old, getting a chance to play. I watched Gillian Phillips last week in the uh, FA Cup for Shrewsbury. did really well in his debut. The manager thought he played brilliantly. Um, again, I'm that guy. I watched the Carlisle um, manager interview after the game when J.K. scored. And nothing but great thing to say about J.K. scoring his first match. So I just think that in general, these loans are going to really work out for the kids. I just hope one or two of them can actually make it in the first team. I think Phillips, because of his size and the position that he plays, has a better chance. But I think that JK really, couple of years, can be a can find somebody we'll see in our first team, hopefully.
0: Yeah, we've been in this situation before, but I, I, I really hope as well. Um, I mean, Carlisle, it must be goddamn cold at the moment. It must be. <laughs> so I, I've just been sent a meme recently, um, the last few minutes before the show started, um, some mates of mine trying to get me to go for a weekend in Newcastle, and I said, "Well, the away game's already happened, but you know we can go up there." And uh, it was an interview with some uh, from some women in Newcastle as to why they don't wear many clothes when they go out, and they said that uh, men in Newcastle just simply aren't interested if you're wearing clothes. So uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Um, well, let's um, let's get your thoughts, Xavier. But we will go straight to the game. So one uh, nil defeat. There's two narrow defeats to Chelsea this season. First of all, I wanted to know if anyone possibly has the information as to whether we've played the same team twice in the first 18 games in the league before. I was trying to think the only time it could have possibly happened is during COVID. Um, but it's, it's quite a weird anomaly of the season. Um, but yeah, a narrow, a narrow defeat. Um, we'll, we'll get into it, but we'll, we'll just start by talking about the lineup. Um, and Xavier, do you want to jump in and, and tell us what you thought pre-game, I think?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, pregame seeing, you know, the start in 11, it was a bit of a weird one. Um, You know, now that we play particularly good against Saints, you know, the previous weekend, because we obviously didn't, Um, but, you know, I thought the fact that Eduardo had scored and I feel, you know, generally generally did, you know, pretty decently, Um, you know, leading the line. I thought that, you know, we could finally have a time where, you know, he'd get three to five starts in a row, just kind of see you know, if he can, you know, shrink some goals together and, you know, get some, get a good run of form in and, you know, just make, you know, the number nine shirt his. And, you know, I was a bit disappointed to not see him in the starting lineup, and I'm sure, you know, he was as well. And it's getting to the point now I don't really understand, you know, why that's the case. His, you know, lack of involvement in the side, as well as, you know, persisting with, you know, the midfield of the Kouré Schlup And I guess it's really a rotation of Olise, Ayu, and Eze. Um, you know, the way it seems to me. I was watching a match yesterday and whoever was taking up the central position um, and whoever was occupying the wide positions, they seem to alternate pretty frequently. Wolf generally was, you know, the, the person up top. Everyone else seemed to rotate quite um, regularly. And, you know, the only two people who were generally in the midfield three the entire time, you know, at least until the subs were made were Boyd and Schlupp. Um, so, I'll, and, you know, this is the setup we've been persisting with for a fair bit now. And I, I don't generally get why, you know, this is the case beyond the fact that you know, Vieira for some reason must really rate Schlup and Ayu and the things that they bring to the team and I don't want this to be you know all negative because I do think that you know those two have positive qualities you know that they add to the side um but you know it's, it's a bit confusing to see that you know we haven't played particularly well this season I don't think we've hit generally the heights that we hit you know during we our peak last season. Um, and, you know, it's been about a half season now. So, it's, you know, it's not like it's a couple months and it's only so long we can blame, you know, being disjointed in preseason and that type of thing for the fact that our performances just don't seem to be as good as they were last season. And I think the midfield is a big part of that. And I just don't really get why we seem to be sticking with the same three other than the fact that we don't really have any other options. Um, but I think that, you know, there's some things that we might be able to tweak and, you know, maybe get better tune out of out of that three. And, you know, I think that would improve the side as well. So I'm not going to lie. I was, I was disappointed before the match seeing, you know, the starting 11 but. As you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into. I, I didn't think the performance was was that bad, to be honest.
0: No, it wasn't. I, I mean, yes, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because we did create a lot of chances. But I think what the main issue is, um, albeit Chelsea squandered some chances as well, that the Havertz header, he um, was in a ton of space, that kind of thing. But we just don't look like we're going to put the chances away. We're making them a, a, every game um, in the last sort of five or six, but. Um, not putting him away and it's just seems odd that when Edouard and Mateta come on they tend to come on together and by then there's no one left to feed them the balls so it may have seemed like Chelsea seemed the optimum team for not having a number nine you know having a false nine four because unlike the teams that have been sitting back and we've not been able to break down they've been giving teams plenty of chances and you know Chelsea. I, if you remember the the season where we lost seven in a row, not having a, a number nine and just putting Zaha up front got us our first points. So um, I don't know if that was in the back of Vieira's mind or if it, he's even aware that that happens. Um, but it it it's just beginning to grate on me that we're not scoring the goals, and the only real thing that I can work out is that we don't quite have the people with the finishing skills. Um, Patrick, I mean, I know you wanted to talk about this in the show doc, so fire away.
3: Yeah, my issue honestly is um like Xavier said, I I I, I don't understand why Edward and Hughes aren't at least being tried because we've seen what R. U and Schlup can do and it's not being effective. But the also issue is that if you're going to change it up, and I think the yesterday in the comms they mentioned that this is our fifth time we played um Chelsea under. Vieira and he tried five different formations or lineups, which is interesting, is why we, if we're going to put Wolf up top, I just don't like Eze out wide, right, left. I just think he gets lost. I think he's much better as a 10 than Olise is. So put Olise out um, wide with the left or right. He prefers the right and have Eze in the in the middle. But then, like I said, if you just kind of balance the squad, and again, I'm not a manager, but if you put Edward up front, then you put Wolf out wide, right, left, and then, uh, at least wide right and as a in the central, then to me, that's the best option you have. So if you slap in midfield next to the core, you do that. But if you don't, and then you have Hughes, it's different. But I just don't understand that if we really want to, you know, get better, I just don't see cons- why he keeps doing this. And I'm a big fan of you. I really, really am. And I want him to do well. But this can using, unless he's trying to make a point to the board, and that could be something he's trying to do. Maybe trying to say, listen, I'm going to play this guy until you buy me some new players. I do not understand Schlupp and IU all the time and not at least trying Hughes and Edouard for four or five matches and seeing what happens then?
0: Yeah I mean I do just wonder if actually this was the last time that he'd try this and there will be something different from United and we'll see a reaction but um, I I kind of felt that about this game as well Uh, who knows Um, I mean with three games in in seven days, he probably doesn't really have much option, but mix it up a bit, which um, could 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 play in our favour. Albeit, um, you know, the, the preview guys will cover the United game. I, I can't see us getting anything from it in the, the way that they're playing at the moment. So it's just about showing that we can maybe put a chance or two away. Um, you've, you've asked whether we deserved a point from the game. I mean, I'll start on that. Again, I I thought in the first half we were as good as them. I liked the fact that we gave them a lot of the ball um, and they didn't create a great deal from it. Um, obviously, they were troubled. Away days are great,
1: but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Team at the moment. And yes, you could argue, I mean, as Vieira did, we played well. But um, it keeps happening. And I mean, if you think back to October the 1st, when we played them the first time and Gallagher broke some hearts. I mean, probably should have got something in that game as well. But... Um, you know, the quality's gonna tell in the end and unless we put away the chances, you know, ten shots again. Um didn't 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 convert one of them. Um and you, you know, a couple of those were fairly speculative as well. Um Zahar from an angle of about two degrees. Um and you know, Decore would have been a beautiful one if it had gone in the top, but really when you watched it again, it was pretty much right at Kepa. So yeah, I, I, I particularly wanted to talk about Elise because um, it just seems recently, you know, his, his crossings have been okay, but I haven't seen him do that sort of knock inside and curl a ball around, um, try and get one in the far corner. I just, just wonder if it's lack of ideas, just needing something different or whether we just need that number nine in there that he can just smack it on their head. Um albeit when I was re-watching the, the highlights, um, the pundit on there was saying that he's watched Mateto a lot this season and for a guy his size thinks that he's pretty useless with his head, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, did we deserve a point or can we just not think of it like that? Uh,
4: it's, it's a tough one. I think, you know, it might be difficult to say that we deserve the point given that the two best chances in a game, um, you know, were created by Chelsea. You know, the, um, the header that Havertz scored, was a free header basically from about eight yards away. And then the one that he missed was an even easier header with, you know, the goal gaping. Um, I, I think we played well. And I think on another day we, we may have gotten a point, but I don't think yesterday was particularly undeserved. I just think that, you know, I, I think given, you know, our squad depth at the moment and the starting 11 that we decided to, you know, go out with, I think that that's about as well as we've played um, you know, considering the level of the opposition. I know Chelsea are a bit diminished these days, Um but, you know, it's still Chelsea and the options that they still have, you know, are bringing substitutes off the bench who, you know, would break our, our transfer record. Um, so it's not, you know, I know they are, you know, a, a tougher situation with injuries this late, but, you know, they still have a, a deeper squad, a much deeper squad that, than, you know, than, than we have. Um, but I think it's tough to say that we may, that we deserve the point, but I, I think that, The performance. I think we've played worse than that this season, I should say. And I think we've gotten results from those um, than we did yesterday. So I think in terms of that, it might be a little bit harsh, yeah.
0: Well, before you comment, Patrick, I'm going to quote from Vieira's uh, post-match press conference. Um, So the question was, you've not scored in eight of your 18 Premier League games this season. How concerning is that for you? Um, And he said the other side to look at it is we, was the chances we created. We created enough chances to score goals today. The problem is not about today. The most difficult... Sorry, the problem is not about that. Today is the most the most important aspect is about scoring. We should score more goals. That is a fact. At the moment, it's true. We've lost a bit of our confidence. We don't take our chances. We have to keep working on that side of things. And then when he was asked, why do you think your side have lost confidence? He said, "When you don't win games, you start to lose confidence." But on the other side, which is the message I've sent to the players, is to look at the performance. The performance today was positive. Comments, Patrick.
3: Interesting. I didn't realise we hadn't scored an eight out of eighteen, which is really that's really really bad. I hadn't realised it, but again, you know, you get caught up in the season; you don't really look at every single uh, fixture. But I can I understand we're trying to say he's trying to be positive, but. As David just mentioned, I don't really remember us having that many clear-cut chances. Obviously, the say chance, the shot, which Kepa made a great save on the Mitchell chance before that, I believe, when he was like in the 6 yard box and right in front of Kepa and Kepa made a nice sped eagle save. And then the, the Corey shot. But after that, there were kind of like half chances balls across the box that no one really got the end of. So I don't think, honestly, we are creating a lot of chances, which is why we don't have a goal in eight out of 18 matches. So I understand what he's doing. You know, to the public, you cannot go out and say, you know, we've got to do this, that and the other, because you don't, managers don't tend to be that negative unless they want to get themselves, you know, fired. But having said that, the positivity, I think, is a little strange in that, you know, the eye test that I'm seeing, I'm not seeing as creating enough chances to score. And if we are going to score, the best player to do that is probably Edward, and He's hardly on the pitch. So interesting comments by Bia. I just don't think I agree with them.
0: No, I, and you can't keep saying the same thing either. I mean, it is worth pointing out of those eight fours in the last five. So if it's a bit of a rut now and we get out of it, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, point. might yeah. might not be the end of the world. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts, Patrick, on the fact that Tompkins came on for the Anderson injury. I mean, first of all, I think we only know at the moment that it's a calf injury. It's a huge blow. Um Vieira was happy with Tompkins' performance, but um, I was wondering, what's Chris Richards got to do?
3: So here's my thoughts. I might sound a little bit on the fence, but I'm really not. But let's see how this comes out. So when it first happened, I was not happy because I definitely want Richards to start. So Chris Richards is a centre-half by trade. As most people know, I live in America now, obviously. Had he not been injured, he definitely would have been in the World Cup squad for the USA and probably would have started in the World Cup. That's how good he is. But he had that injury. Um, to me, he is a Momo, more mobile and a better center half than Tompkins. But let's be honest, we haven't seen that. One, he just had a chance to play in the squad because for the most part, Gahey and Anderson have been f- fit. And then when they were kind of not fit or not playing, he was injured. Now, he was injured over this, you know, over the World Cup rate. Like I said, he didn't go to the World Cup. So maybe that's why he didn't um, pick um, Richard to come on. Um, but he seems to, he being Vera seems to really like Tomkins. And you know, yesterday Tomkins did anything wrong. But I just, I need to see Richards play. I don't see the point. Why do we buy him from Bayern Munich? Sorry, yeah, Bayern Munich was on, Le- yeah, as yes, he was at Leverkusen on loan. Um, if we're not going to play him, and then if you're not going to play him when one of our centre halves is injured, when is he play? But again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, honestly, maybe he's still not 100 recovered from the injury. I think he was might have been a hand might have been he's had a lot of injuries by the way in the past. So that's not this is not a shock to me. He's had a lot of injuries in the past, maybe that's why. But if he's fully fit, he needs to play over Tompkins. So now my question is is if and I discussed this with D on our YouTube preview, you know, spoiler alert. If he doesn't start Wednesday, if um Anderson doesn't play and he plays Tompkins again, is Richard ever going to play? Because to me, you play him against Man United because he's just quicker and could deal with you know the, you know, could deal with Anthony and Rashford and Martial if if they play, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday. But I don't understand why Richards isn't playing right now. It really, it really starting to bother me a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it it's an odd one. I he clearly is the kind of manager that has his favourites, but you'd imagine that he had a say at least. You know he might not have too much of a say, but. When they got him in, he, he must have agreed that he'd work with him. So, it it seems an odd decision. But again, you know, three games in a week, um, Tompkins himself, you know, not exactly had too much in terms of match experience this season. And he wasn't. He certainly wasn't great against Fulham. So, Fulham, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him there, um, albeit caveated by the fact that, for me, um, Sometimes we're too quick. Obviously, you know him very well, but sometimes we're too quick as Palace fans to want what isn't there. And somebody can look better than they are when they're not playing. Absolutely um, agreed. But with that. Sure. Um, you know, Will Hughes aside in that because he does get a chance to play. Um, let's talk a little bit about the positives. Um, and bear in mind, as somebody's put in the show, Doc, we lost one uh, nil to a to a side that spent five hundred million in the last six months. Um, I'm going to start with a few positives. I thought that we were decent on the break again. Um, at least they got a lot of joy down the right, some very accurate crosses. Um, just not really someone in there to uh, to get on the end of it. Um, I thought when it did work, um, Xavier, you alluded to it earlier. The sw- the swapping round at the front worked incredibly well, and we caused them some serious problems from the from the very beginning. You know, Mitchell. Mitchell could have put us one 0 up. Um, you know what? What were the positives for the game that you two saw? And start with you, Zabia.
1: Well,
4: I thought, yeah, you know, just going off what you were saying, I thought there were sometimes there were some promising moves, you know, going forward. And I, I do think that we caused Chelsea some problems. And I think, um, I thought Thiago Silva for uh, Chelsea yesterday, I thought he was excellent. And I think that maybe if we had run into a center half, especially at the end of the game when he was reading everything in terms of the crosses that we were putting in and positioning himself well for blocks. I think, you know, maybe if there was another center back that we played against yesterday, then we might have found an equalizer, to be honest. And, you know, the whole tone of, you know, the show and how we're feeling going into Wednesday and just general mood, you know, around the supporters would be just a lot different. Um, So, you know, I just wanted to point that bit out because I I do think that we did create some stuff, even though the chances, you know, weren't as clear-cut as, you know, we might like or, we might expect considering, you know, the quality that we know that Wolf and Olise and, and Eze have, you know, going forward. Um, but I want to single out Ducori again um, for what I thought was another excellent performance. Um, he, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but it felt like he won absolutely everything, um, you know, just covering, and he got an
0: early yellow card. Apart, apart from the go.
4: Yeah, that is true. Let's just say that. Yeah, he did. He should have gotten off. Yeah, he didn't get up early enough for that one. allowed happens to climb over him. Yeah, Yeah, I think Schlepp was ahead of him and didn't clear and Ducore let Havertz get the jump on him. But you're right. But I do think other than that, I, I thought he was excellent yesterday. And considering that he got a yellow card in the 25th minute, and he's the only person in the midfield, you know, who really can do all of the tackling. And he's, you know, considering the way he's set up, he has to do everything you know, in terms of mopping stuff up. And I thought he did really, really good at that yesterday. Um, Again, especially considering the fact that he was playing with the yellow card for a fair bit. You know, obviously, I totally forgot that he was the one who didn't get off the ground for the goal. But I think other than that, I thought he was excellent. And I just really, really wish that, you know, we had a, another midfielder next to him, you know, who could alleviate, you know, some of the things that he could do. Because um, I think that he could get even better if, you know, he wasn't asked to do absolutely everything in terms of the defensive work of a central you know, midfielder but I, I just I think he's I think he's a wonderful player. Um and I, th- I think that we're lucky to have him and I, I think yesterday was again another another great performance by him. So I, I think that's that's a real positive for me going forward again.
3: Yeah my, I agree with the save I definitely think that um the Corey again was a major positive. I will add uh, two other positives. One's a bit weird so bear with me is uh I, I love the way that to bounced back from that howler at Southampton because that that second goal really irked me and it was starting to Feel like, you know, that can't continue, obviously. So he bounced back. He made, he was really good yesterday. Unlucky, obviously, to concede a goal. And the only other thing I would say is a positive, you know, we've already mentioned other ones, is at the end of that game when Gallagher did his nonsense and Gayhee and Zaha wanted to basically punch him on the ground. I thought that was, I thought that was showed a lot of, that showed a little fight there for me, which I haven't seen a lot of. So, I mean, that was a definite positive from yesterday. So there's that.
0: Yeah, great, great point. Um, it's uh, it's interesting the the Gallagher situation now isn't it um yeah I, the only the only thing i wanted to really say is that um we've given we've given teams that were bang out of form the opportunity to get in form in recent weeks so uh we've got the opportunity now this week to take some teams that are bang in form and try and knock them out of it um but you know Newcastle we haven't scooped. we've played them in we played them twice this season already haven't we and we uh, we haven't scored a goal against them, and they've only conceded about five at home or something, and not very more many more away. So um, it's going to be an interesting week. I, um, I'm just while Brighton keep racking up the points, I think we're going to be in for a few more lean games yet. Um, okay, so this is going to be a shorter show than usual as I say, we've got we've got pods coming up all week, so we haven't gone particularly heavy on the listener content. Just a couple of forward reviews. Leif Anderson's forehead. Same shit, different week. Um, Palace Omaha. Palace had their chances. Johnny at JC Twitter. What's wrong with Richards? Ollie, not good enough again. Not a surprise again. Toothless, short on players. Vieira's still the man. Um, and I mean, that goes back to. Um, The poll that that was discussed uh, last match report where we'd asked people what they thought of PV at the moment and just nearly half of the voters out of a 1,000 people said um, just slightly concerned, but um, still still behind uh, PV. So, yeah, we'll leave that there. Um, You've got, as we say, you've got the preview guys coming back tomorrow to uh, discuss the United game. You're going to have to listen to us all week, otherwise these things are going to get stale quite quickly. And then Wednesday, we've got a... uh, transfer chat and a general what are we going to do for the second half of the season so um, yeah each morning on your way to work if you're still going in have a listen if not stick it on your Alexa Um, we'll leave that there thank you very much to uh, both O'Connor's for joining me Um, and we shall be back with uh, a normal review pod on Monday for the Newcastle game thank you very much for listening until then, come on you, Paris.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go.